And welcome to the Tippy Tappy Sports Rugby League podcast with Nikos and Damien. Damo, good to have you here. Thanks for having me. Now, State of Origin 1 has come and gone, and my team lost, and your team won. <laughs> and we're going to break down that game. We're going to find out, is Origin back? If it is, where has it been? Yep. If it isn't, where is it? <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk about how New South Wales won, why the Maroons lost, what's going to happen in Origin 2, what this means for Origin generally, and uh, then we're going to have a uh, we're going to have a lie down. That's that sounds like a very packed show. Now, Origin one, Suncorp, the Cauldron did not deliver. New South Wales won twenty eight to four. Even Mitchell Pearce, before he got knocked out, had an all right game. Damo, it was just all right though. Well, that for him, relative, that's he had a blinder. For him, for in term in origin terms, yeah, 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 yeah. Because what what really riled me up leading up to Origin was the fact that Laurie Daly and all the selectors were saying, "Oh, he's playing so well at club level, playing so well, he's basically picked himself." It all it proves is that the Blues have so few options at halfback that Mitchell Pearce playing passable. Absolutely passable halfback role for the Roosters is good enough to get him picked for Origin. This is what happens. If this, this is what has happened consistently over the past, what is it, four or five years that Pierce has been playing Origin? I mean, Queensland's halfback stocks, they are so deep. It's embarrassing. I mean, what, when Cronk leaves, look who you've got in the wings to play at halfback if you want to. You've got, you've got Milford and Hunt. Corey Norman, DCE, um, who else? There's there's a couple of others who are... Oh, well, that's enough. It's ridiculous. There's there's more than that, I swear there's more. But anyway, we'll come back. Um, so, the, the, the point is, Mitchell Pearce had an okay game. The Blues cleaned up. It was actually embarrassing that second half for me. What happened? Why did this happen? I think much rests on the... Ridiculously broad shoulders and, frankly, fat head of Andrew Fafita. Yeah. It's, in a sense, Fafita was a one-man team. Yeah. Um, no one else could have made those kind of breaks. He made something like 15 line breaks in the, the... You know, it was ridiculous. I think he'd made nine line breaks before he went off, which is something ludicrous like that. Right. I mean, I I must admit, I haven't... I mean, I've watched a bit of the Sharks play this this year. Uh, I haven't seen that many line breaks from him in one game. This it was season. embarrassing. But as much as Fafita had a blinder, the Queensland forwards left a lot to be desired. I mean, they let him through that, what they now go on and on about, the middle. There's a lot about the middle <laughs> and there's a lot about the edge. Middle and edge. What were they saying back in the mid-90s? We weren't talking about middles and edges. I was talking about going through the, through the middle of the ruck. There was a lot of ruck into the ruck. Yeah, there was just, for me, it was a lot of the forwards and the backs. That's what we talked yeah. about back in the day. And, and a lot of talking about forwards going one out. One out. Oh, just a lot of one out. But that's generally a disparaging thing. One out. Yeah. That's a one out rugby league. Mate. We'll get we'll get to this later in the show. We will be doing some comparative study into state of origin now 
and State of Origin in 1993. And I was, I've done my homework. I was watching quite a lot of uh, Alan Langer highlight reels on YouTube. That must have been a pretty short set of clips. Oh, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. But like I, you know, and I I know how to make them last. I'm an expert edger. So I I didn't, um, you know what I mean. But is this is this Langer as a player or Langer player, as a trainer? Obviously there's a I I I prefer origin highlights of Langer as a trainer. <laughs> I I actually think Darren Lockyer and Alan Langer have been majorly shortchanged in terms of the w- the way the rugby league literati and you know his historian kind of um, aspect of the rugby league journalism uh, remembers past great players. Lockyer and Langer, if you watch those highlights reels, they were magicians. They ran rings around the opposition. They did. Why aren't they remember? Why aren't they both immortals? Why is Andrew Johns an immortal before those two? I think we might be getting slightly off topic, but uh, <laughs> well, you know. the point is they were great, and we, we no, sh- one's, no one's disputing otherwise. <laughs> I have never sat here. And looked you dead in the eye and said, oh, Alfie Langer, rubbish. Okay. Darren Lockyer, silly voice, rubbish player. Well, I think, I think I only, look, I bring these guys up because Queensland is now missing that X factor. Without JT, we, we had a glimpse into post-JT Queensland and it's not pretty, is it? But hang on, you've just talked about the stocks at halfback being ridiculously deep. Yeah. And now you're saying, oh, without JT, the whole thing falls. Well, none of those blokes I mentioned have have proven themselves to be X-factor players yet. They're, they're, they're great halfbacks and they all shit down Mitchell Pierce's throat. That's, that's for sure. But, you know, are they legends in the making? Well, there's a difference between legend in the making and having an X factor. Everything I read uh, in terms of the New South Wales press was that Jared Hayne had to be picked mm. because he brought an X factor. Yeah, so let's talk about some of these selections for for the Blues that apparently were brilliant moves. Mm. Um, Hayne did that, had that try where he literally didn't have to do anything, and he just kind of waltzed for 10 metres and put the ball down and then did that ridiculous Jesus move in the stands that, I tell you what, <laughs> if I was ever going to go fully postal and take a player out, I'd take Jared Hayne out when he was doing that. So Hayne, Hayne would be number one. Yeah, I reckon. At this point, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, yeah. Be, I'd position myself in that group of fans that he runs up to and then I'd just yep. shiv him. <laughs> just... Just straight in with yeah, the Yeah, it'd be like that movie with Robert De Niro and Wesley Snipes where De Niro's the fan. Did you ever see that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd be yeah. the fan. Okay. You are you are the I just De Niro. don't think Hayne really did that much otherwise, did he? What did he do? He hasn't really done much all season. No, he's hopeless. He's past it. He's not he's not exactly past it. They, they should have picked James Roberts. I, I would agree with that. However, the problem now is that Hayne didn't make you know, uh, a cavalcade of errors such that he won't be picked for game two. No, no, definitely not. They're not going to change that team now. Now, uh, one of the selections, the new selections that made me laugh 
uh, in the way it was discussed in the media was uh, Nathan Peets at hooker. Um, obviously, Farah shouldn't have been picked this year. It, let's he probably should never have been picked, Robbie Farah, because his record at Origin level, along with Gallen and Pierce, is probably the worst in history. I wouldn't say he's covered himself in Origin. No, glory. he's covered himself in um, indignant tweets. <laughs> a lot of people talked about dummy half, dummy half, oh, specialist position. I, someone should call in and tell me what's so special about being the guy who passes the ball from the play the ball. I mean, so if you've got a good pass on you, you're done. You're done. You can play hooker for Australia. Well, you got to choose whether you go left, left or, or right. <laughs> I mean, if you watch um, Matt Elliott doing the breakdown on NRL.com uh, when he analyzes plays and stuff, and he's always freezing the footage there so we can... He's like, have a look at um, Cameron Smith. This is why he's such a great hooker. Looking left and right. Like, he's looking around. Before he passes the ball at the play, the ball. It's like, yeah. Um, what else would he be doing? Apparently, most of them don't do that. Well, I guess in this day and age, most of them would be checking their phones. Yeah, exactly. At the casino with persons of interest. I just can't believe that. I mean, all Nathan Peets did for the Blues was give them half decent service, which to me is not rocket science. And suddenly it's like, oh, Nathan Peets, made for origin. You know? Look, I, I agree with you. This is, But this is what I find remarkable about someone like Robbie Farah, in that whatever he did at origin level, I mean, it wasn't that bad. No, but he, he never broke a game open, Robbie Farah. Well, neither did Nathan Peets. Exactly. Cameron Smith has broken a game open. Cameron Smith... Um, is a playmaker. Yeah. Not just a guy who stands at dummy half and passes the ball. No, 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 sure. Right? Sure. So there's a lot of... Hooker is an interesting role. Andrew McCulloch for the Broncos. Really good hooker. Great service for a start. Can put it on the toe. Kicks a good bomb. Can can run it. Can break... Th- can slice through defence with a cheeky little dummy. You need all these strings to your bow. I mean, Robbie Farah was getting criticised as a hooker for the same reasons George Gregan used to get criticised towards the tail end of his career as halfback for the Wallabies, which is when you get the ball, instead of passing it straight away, you take a few steps. Taking too many steps. Travelling. And this was ruining the game for every for the team, you know. You, Robbie Farah, oh, he takes two, He takes a couple of steps before he passes. Is that is that what people were actually saying about Farah? Yeah, yeah, and that's what they used to say about Gregan. Oh, I certainly know that that was Gregan's downfall. I mean, how hard can it be to scrub that out of your game? Just don't do it. Maybe you feel as though you need to get a bit of a roll on or you need to give the team some momentum uh. before you pass the ball. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just speculating. I'd love to know. I mean, I, I yearn for the days when a halfback would get the ball out the back of the scrum and his pass to the 5'8 would be so bullet-like that he'd actually throw himself to the ground doing the pass. Remember those? Remember those? I do. They're the best. And what about, why don't they do the runaround anymore? <laughs> yeah. I love a good runaround. Too, I was watching some Ricky Stewart highlights as well from back in the day. I'm not a Ricky Stewart fan because I was always on Alfie's side. Mm. 
But Ricky Stewart, he was the master of the inside ball in, in, in such a cheeky way. He was, he was really good at it. And he was also good at the floating cutout pass. Yeah, I, I think he pretty much invented that pass. Did he? I think so. I think it's a, it's a, he must have brought that in from his rugby days. I, I would say that would be 100% certain. But it's pretty funny because, he, you know, he'll throw a, he'll throw a floater out to Noah Nadruku, right? <laughs> and he'll, he'll cut out the entire backline. Yeah, I mean, why, why would you want to cut out Bradley Clyde, Mal Meninga? The backline, yeah, yeah, Sean Hoppy, you know, uh, Laurie Daly. I mean, um, the, the beauty of the move back then was that the opposition backline, they've all run in. Like, there's literally no one marking Nadruku or Chika or anyone. yeah, yeah. yeah. And in he goes untouched, as if they don't they don't realise that Sticky's going to do that. There's another guy out on the wing, just hanging out. Yep, waiting. Anyway, so what's our conclusion in terms of uh, Nathan Peets? Well, Bill for Origin. I guess he might be one of those characters who, because he has played in our in a winning team, will have to do something really wrong before he gets dropped. That's true. That's true. Well, that's how Paul Gallen stayed in the team for 10 years, isn't it? Well, speaking of... Speaking of which, big question. Gallen, did we miss him? <laughs> I, I missed his chin. Yeah. yeah. I missed his complaining to the ref every play the ball. I missed him sort of looking puffed out from like minute one. I missed his shirt <laughs> being sort of slightly tight. I missed his behaviour in the... Uh, post-match press conference after he's lost at yet another state of origin. I also missed his uh, incendiary words in the pre-match conference as though this oh, was yeah. the year. Yeah. This is the time. We're not here to make friends. Oh. We're not here to, you know, make acquaintances. Classic. Classic. Well, I missed him. I don't think the New South Wales forward pack missed him. In fact, that, 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 that was a successful forward pack. Most of the blokes in that team do not move me emotionally. I don't have any emotions for Boyd Cordner or Tyson Frizzell or any of those blokes. I've got emotions for Andrew Fafita. What kind of emotions? Fear. Fear. <laughs> Terror. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, apart, but from that, <laughs> apart from that. No emotions. Yeah, and, and I've got some emotions for... Um, David Clemmer. Clemmer, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I once called up Sports Today. When the question of the night was, um, uh, which current rugby league player do you think should go into politics? <laughs> <laughs> and I called up and said, David Clemmer. And uh, they didn't get the joke. He was like, it was uh, Ron Gibbs. He was like, David Clemmer? No, he'd get in too many fights. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay, don't worry about it. Good. Don't worry about it. Uh, what about um, Tedesco? I've refused to call him Teddy. What, what did you think of Tedesco's uh, performance? Well, he delivered on what he had been promising throughout the uh, NRL season to date. I know. You'd be, you'd be pretty dirty if you were the coach of the Tigers, wouldn't you? Yeah. If you were Ivan Cleary. Or, or if you'd be even dirtier if you were... Jason Taylor. Jason Taylor. <laughs> but you'd, he's dirty in general about life. Life has dealt him a bad hand. Ever since he was rolled in that Parramatta Grand Final in 2001... <sighs> It's been downhill since. It has been. I, 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 he lives at, uh, he lives at Camaray. 
Why, why does everyone everyone lives in Camaray or Northbridge? <laughs> so when I'm driving over that way to visit the visit the folks, I'll often see Jason Taylor sitting outside about life at Camaray, having I don't know a turmeric latte or, a chia or whatever. Pudding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just tucking into uh, some um, superfoods, superfood smoothie. Great. And um, he looks he looks irate. Right. He his rest he's got what I mean he's got a resting bitch face. Let's be honest. It's harsh. Are you not allowed? to I don't say know. Are you? I'm sure you are. He's got the best resting bitch face in rugby league. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's a is is it a crowded field? Uh who else would be on there? I mean, Ricky Stewart has Phil Gould. <laughs> Phil Gould's got the original resting bitch. I mean, face. yeah, there's a bit more of the resting toad face as opposed to the resting quizzical face. Well, which is obviously uh, Justin Hodges. He has a mortgage on that. And no, and then someone else now has got quite a good one. Who was it? We mentioned it, mentioned it the other day. Oh yeah, someone has taken the mantle of Justin Hodges' quizzical face. Yeah, I, although I can't remember who it was. It's another Queenslander. Well, it has to be. It's, it's <laughs> It's like it's like when uh, whoever leads the song in the Australian cricket team, how that's passed on from player to yeah, player. Yeah, yeah. Hodgie uh, had to pass on the quizzical face down to like, you know, oh, who is it? Uh, Dean Gagai? No, it's not. It's not Danish Gagai. It's oh, I don't know. Yeah, Gagai's going to South next year. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. And where's Clemmer going to go? But uh, no, Clemmer. He's, he reckons he's staying at the dog. Oh, is he? Okay. He's claiming that not that he hasn't asked for an early release. Right, well, either he has or he hasn't. Yeah, it's gone yeah, to the yeah. parole board. Yeah, they will consider it. Poor old Clem. Well, look, um, New South Wales. Pretty much everyone who we wondered would they fire, would they deliver, did deliver. It's true. It's rare. I mean, I can't think of a time when I have seen enough quality players, i.e., Fafita and Tedesco. Mm. really deliver in a way to comprehensively outplay Queensland. And Maloney, because the Fords really did do their job, Yeah, and Maloney was a very capable playmaker for you guys. He was. He was. I mean, you didn't really need... P- I mean, Pierce was off in 50th minute or something with yeah. the, with the uh, HI, HIV, <laughs> and, uh, and you didn't need him. No. You, you did not miss him. No, and Maloney is one of those unassuming, highly competent players who's just always there. He never looks particularly flashy. Uh, he has. He's good. He is good. He's a good player. Yeah. I, I reckon if you had Maloney and Reynolds, is, was it Maloney and Reynolds? No, it was Hodkinson and Reynolds, wasn't it? Who won it for you guys in 2014. 14, that's right. But Maloney and Reynolds, um, and I mean Josh Reynolds, okay. that would be a good combo. What about Maloney and Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. Well, look, he's uh, he's got a sharp tongue, Ryan Reynolds. Maloney and Burt Reynolds. Now, what a great combo that'd be. Yeah, well, uh, there's no moustaches in, in, the, in the current fashion stakes. No, there's there? only... I mean, our friend um, Aaron Wood. How do we think? Yeah, well, he doesn't have a mo. He's just got a dirty, hairy face. Yeah. And hair. yeah, it's all a bit out of control. He played all right. Look... If we're going to now flip it and, and just break down the Queensland performance, I've got to say, no one in the Queensland forwards apart from Josh Maguire had a good game. I would, no I would agree. I would agree. Uh, like, D- 
Dylan Napa, for all the bluster about him, especially about his face and his face, did bugger all. Like he had a few good runs very early on, and that was that. And he he looked aggressive. You could tell that he was kind of redlining in terms of wanting to antagonise yeah. whoever it was that he was tackling. But kind of had no effect. In fact, I'm, I was pretty horrified to say at, on the night, Napa is behaving like the New South Wales forward pack has behaved for the last 12 years, Ooh. which is this kind of crap aggression that actually achieves nothing. And meanwhile, the other team is smashing just sort of playing well and getting on with it yeah. and winning the game. Yeah. So Napa was no good. And then obviously um, the cable guy. Nate Miles. He's he's done. He's very much on the way out. He's done. He? He's done. He's been a great servant. I mean, that's like saying he's a bit like Boxer in Animal Farm. You kind of want to feel a bit sorry for him when he's taken out to the knackers yard. But he's done. He's had his, he's had his run. And are you a servant if you're getting paid... 10 grand to play. <laughs> well, who are you serving? Well, you're getting... It's a job. I mean, they get paid $10,000. No, hang on. They get paid $20,000 a game if you get grand. picked for Origin. And next year, it's being upped to thirty grand. This is Cameron Smith leading the charge. That is Cameron Smith. So if you play all three Origins, you've made three times thirty grand, which is ninety grand. That's two grand. That's two grand plus quite a few other grands. So, um, you should be playing your asshole off, not to put too fine a yeah. point on it. Yeah. For twenty grand. Yeah, of course you should. You? you should leave nothing. On I mean, the I paddock. would be happy to go out there on a pro rata basis. Maybe play five minutes. Right. So, so twenty grand. Twenty grand divided by eighty minutes. Let's see. Twenty thousand divided by eighty minutes. That's two hundred and fifty dollars a minute. Bucks a minute. So if you went out there for four minutes, five yeah. minutes, four minutes, Easy. thousand bucks. Now, it depends. It, I'd happily go out on the wing for four minutes. Yeah. Right. So long as they didn't <laughs> kick me a bomb. Well, or Mitchell something. Pierce would want to test you out. Just, just keep <laughs> testing <laughs> you out. Test him out. But um, if you're Mitchell Pierce and you get knocked out in the fiftieth minute, do you still get paid your oh, full match you fee? So that's get the trick, out. then, isn't it? So you got to get, get knocked picked. out early. Yeah, P- picked in the in the starting yeah. seventeen or whatever, and, then get and uh, out. I don't know. Get injured. I don't know. It doesn't sound like fun though. Two hundred. I'd just go out for one minute, just make a cheeky two fitting. How, how <laughs> and then what? And then you'd spend it down at the leagues club afterwards. Yeah, I'd just take the money, mate. I'd I'd yep. want cash up front. And just get an um, Uber back from uh, Suncorp. And I'd just hang around on the fringes of the game like I wouldn't get involved. <laughs> and then I'd just come off. And then so in the change room, you'd just be... You'd be like one of those trainers who wears the full kit. The full kit. Well, people would be like, Andronicus, he was, yeah, he was only on for one minute, but he's Very great good. in the sheds. He's great in the sheds. He's a real team man. The boys love him in the sheds a little bit too yeah, much. A real Rob Quiney figure. Exactly. So... Anyway, the cable guy has done some great things for Queensland, and I'm sorry to see that he is now not playing particularly I mean, well. What would I'm he? Sorry. What would his post post retirement uh, options be? Um, not that he's about to quit playing football altogether, but let's just let's what just are his options. Like? He's, well, he's got a huge head apparently. 
He's famous for his enormous okay. head. So he could uh, probably have quite a healthy career in uh, <laughs> pornography. <laughs> I going to say you could have a career as a head model. <laughs> yeah, AKA. Yeah, AKA. <laughs> that's got to be, I'm sure that that's a category on, uh, on, on Pornhub. Anyway, um, what did we think of the furor or furory, <laughs> as I heard someone say <laughs> the other day? I was like... Have you ever was heard that on, anyone was that Michael say Slater that word? On the big sports breakfast. It could have been the furore, the roaring furore uh, about Billy Slater. Should Billy Slater have been picked in Origin? I don't. I don't know why this is gets any kind of airtime. The guys played about a minute. We should just give him two hundred and fifty bucks and be done with it. That's right. He's he's come back from injury. He was basically injured for two years. He's come back to the Storm. Everyone's like. Oh, he's back to his best. No, he's best. not. I'm sorry. Have you watched Billy Slater's highlights on YouTube? <laughs> I have. And let me tell you, he is not back to his best. He's fine. But you cannot displace the current Australian and Queensland fullback, Darius Boyd, just because you've had a few runs through the middle and, and, and whatever, and down at the Storm for seven games or however long it's been. That's to be crazy. fair, Darius Boyd was a bit of a fizzer. In game one. Uh, I think that it would have been pretty hard for anyone in that back line to do much. Like, Boyd, his only, really the only opportunities he had with ball in hand were coming out of his own Yeah, own there, weren't, there weren't that many so, attacking sets. Bugger all. So, yeah, okay, it would be great. If if he could shake off some tackles and make a break, like a like a Slater yeah. might do, but um, I mean Boyd's had an absolute blinder for Queensland for several years running now. At, oh, in that I, I, I know that. I mean, I'm not so you know, putting him on the wing means you have to can Corey Oates or or Gagai. Well, Oates scored an excellent try. He didn't drop any. Testing bomb that Mitchell Pierce and Gagai played well. I think Gagai was probably the pick of the Queensland back. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, Queensland didn't lose because Darius Boyd wasn't that great. Queensland lost because they were shit. The the forwards forwards. didn't really get going at all. The middles, the middle middle order, middle eight. Yeah, the middle. The uh, you know the Mike Hussey six. Yeah, yeah. So. I'd be sad to see. I, c- I don't. I, th- I don't think. I think Billy's still undercooked, and I'll be sad. I'll be annoyed if they pick him just because everyone. But says then, as they you say, should. where would they? Where would they fit everybody else? It doesn't actually make sense. No, but I fear that that is what's going to happen. I've seen rumblings today that Kevy Walters has said that it's a. It's it's likely that Slater. Well, will the get better player to slot in would obviously be JT. Well, Thurston is has now been put at a seventy percent chance of playing. It seems to change every day. Yeah, yeah, and you think it's Queensland smoke and mirrors, but I think it's genuinely yeah, right. unknown. They're they Milford, Anthony Milford played okay, but the ball wasn't going to him on fifth play on fifth tackles. It was going to Cronk every time. No one was protecting Cronk adequately. He never had enough time to put a decent kick in, and they were never close enough to the New South Wales try line to really 
have a decent Again, crack that's, anyway. That, that's the fault of the forwards. Totally. So you've got Kronk, unprotected, you know, bareback, so if you speak. will, trying to put a bomb up from halfway while, you know, Tyson Frizzell is, you know, bearing down what on him. What a sight him. that must be. And, yeah, don't get borne down on by Tyson Frizzell in no. a dark alley. And um, and you wonder why no one in the Queensland backline could do anything good. I mean... And Milford got the ball a few times and did a couple of good runs. He looked he looked slippery from time to time. He looks slippery. He's like a little slippery gecko or something. He is. He? You know, you just like never a know. Salamander. He kind of fits into any particular space. He's amphibious. He is a bit. He, you feel like you might find him down under some rocks in the backyard. Just when it's wet, it's damp, yeah, kind steamy. of steamy, kind of kind of slimy skin. You you, you think you've caught him and he kind of just. St- Slips out, scurries away like a bar of soap in the in the toilets. It just slips out of your hand. <laughs> He's gone from being a uh, salamander, sometimes an axolotl, now to a bar of soap. <laughs> he is he is he is the ultimate protean rugby league player. Name some other slippery things. Um, eels. <laughs> He's like yeah, well. He's like an eel. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, I mean, we need we need a good name for Milford other than the MILF. MILF. Because it's far too obvious. Because if Tyson Frizzell was set up to um, hammer Milford, he was the MILF hunter. Correct. But MILF, calling MILF MILF is, it's boring. It is. It's, it's far too obvious. It's a sh- I wonder if uh, when he gets older, will he become the GILF? One can only hope. Or the DILF. Ooh. I don't know if he's got kids yet. He does now. He does he? No, no, <laughs> no. What about the uh, uh, the sylph, the salamander? Oh. I'd like to fondle or finger, oh, or frottage <laughs> or felch. <laughs> so many good f words. Anyway, I hope Milford. I mean, I, if JT comes back, Milf's not going to be in this in the team. But I kind of, I kind of, now that he's had one crack, I wouldn't mind him getting a chance to have another one because I reckon he might, now he knows what's going on, I reckon he might step up. But hang on, isn't this, isn't this going to be the problem for Queensland though? In that I've always thought this was Thurston's last year of rep footy. Right. So, so if he can't play Origin 2, what's the point in coming what, back for three? Totally. Unless somehow we win it. Which is certainly a possibility. It's yeah. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to our our crystal ball. But if I had if I had to choose, I'm gonna choose Thurston. Obviously. Okay, I was about to say there was no, 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 no. You got you got to you got to yeah. But you know, as a age old Queensland supporter, watching those old highlight reels, you see. You see Wally Lewis and Alan Langer playing, right? Yeah. Then at the tail end of Langer's career, you see Langer, you know, giving a beautiful little inside ball to Lockyer, the youngster Lockyer at fullback. And then you see Lockyer playing with Thurston. And you see this great lineage going on, you know? It's beautiful. Beautiful Queensland playmakers. As, so, as someone cut this together into a YouTube clip. Oh, I mean, I'm thinking about it. You should. I'm, I'm maybe putting it with some kind of crap 
song that ruins the footage and you know what I mean like put some shit music over it like Dario sweet G's. child of mine what about Dario G Sunshine Dario G Sunshine <laughs> well probably the best song ever written <laughs> isn't that what they sing in the change rooms after they win and if and if they hey, don't oh, mama, yeah. <laughs> yeah. if they don't why not they should so anyway, poor old Milf, he also, he had a head clash with someone and uh, he had to go off, so I was sorry to see that. But anyway, so what is going to happen, Damo? Origin 2, Sydney. Well, the pressure now is very much on New South Wales. And I must admit, I was surprised that the bookmakers had the Blues as short-priced favourites in Queensland. Yeah, $1.84 they were paying a few seconds before kick-off and Queensland was paying 2 bucks. So the Blues would be even shorter-priced favourites now. They would be. at home, yeah. looking to wrap up the series. Yeah. They probably won't make any changes to the team, you know, pending uh, injuries and whatnot. Yeah, I can't see them losing, to be honest. Unless something dramatic happens in relation to the Queensland forwards. Well, Queensland's going to have to seriously revamp that Ford pack. And the problem is, if you revamp it too seriously, you end up with a bunch of blokes who've never played together before. And then it's a disaster. Yeah. So, as much as you want no cable guy, no uh, his girl Thiday, no um, Guerra, no Lilliman. So, you've, so, there's four forwards straight away you don't want in your team. For Origin too. I, I don't know? even know who, who they would replace all of those players with. Uh, there's there's all sorts of blokes you could shove in there. Like there's Jared Wallace and Cohen Hess and none of these guys have played rep football before. They're all like big hulking young forwards who, who will become good players, but you can't blood them all at once in a deciding, you know, in a in a championship game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't th- I think they're only gonna replace a couple. I don't think they'll get rid of everyone. It's too much of a gamble. So it'd be like Miles will be the first on the chopping block. Miles will go, and I reckon they'll dump one of either Guerra or Lilliman. They might keep Guerra because Guerra actually did okay. Yeah. So, well, I mean, Lilliman did okay too, but they all. I feel like we've said this a lot about most of the Queensland players. O- okay is not good enough. Well, they need a cup. They need another enforcer who can fucking tackle properly and who can bust a few tackles when he's got the ball in hand. So someone's going to have to go, but I reckon there'll be fewer changes to this team than you might think. Yeah, okay. So they they need to get into the minds of the players. Like Kevy needs to get needs to do some man management. Yeah. Yeah, but it's 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 like it's like the Blues trying to work out how to beat Thurston and and Cronk and Lockyer. Like they're, they're so good, it doesn't matter what you do. And I, I'm worried that that New South Wales forward pack is just too good for any, any Queenslanders right now. I don't know, this is the most negative and despondent I think I've seen you in relation to any Origin series. It's true. For really uh, ever. ever. Yeah. I reckon ever. Even in 1995, when none of our players could play because of Super League... And we had Fatty Vorton had that band of unlikely kind of ragtag, yeah. you know, um, Brett Dallas on the wing and, and Ben Iken played 5'8 because none of the Broncos could, uh, you know, all these. And they won. It was, a, it was a miracle. But that was a shit team. And even then I had hope. Well, you were much younger then, you know. You were 
I was young. Fired with the spirit of uh, impetuosity. That's true. It's been beaten out of you since. <laughs> That's true. Well, yeah. Well, I'm I'm not holding my breath for a Queensland win. So is that your prediction then? Game two, Sydney, ANZ Stadium, whatever it's called now. I think, uh, yeah, I think it could be 3-0 to the Blues this year. Ooh, that's a huge call. Andronic, I never have you said New South Wales 3-0. And on that note, <laughs> good evening. See ya.